calling all pop culture enthusiasts. Are you obsessed with all things celebrity? Do you live for the drama, the laughs, and the unexpected moments that unfold on social media? Then you're going to want to tune into the Comments by Celebs podcast. Join us three times a week as we deep dive into every aspect of pop culture. Whether it's dissecting the latest trends or just chatting about your favorite celebs, Comments by Celebs has you covered. We have new episodes out every week. Follow and listen to Comments by Celebs on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Waited for years. Many doubted we'd ever see it. But here it is. The return to glory. If you don't mind, I will begin at the beginning. It's a new day. Let's get going. One, two, three. Bad boy. Four, five, six. V.I.G. It's like that movie Ice Castles, where the small town girl with big talent gets lured into this world of skating competitions, and then she goes blind, and then she's the skate blind, and she does, and then there are all these roses, but she can't see them. Everybody that's sitting at home is a bored mother, nothing to do with their lives, so they're literally sitting at home while I'm living a great life. You know, I got popping and shit like that. If you ain't got haters, you ain't popping. I don't want anything else today to get as tense as that just now. And now. Okay, you two. Make love to my ears. Bareback, baby. No, Jimmy. Our feature presentation. I don't know that I want to do that at all. Mm-mm. Morning, everybody. Brand new Kevin and Bean Show. It's Thursday morning, the 18th of April. Guys, if you, if you ain't got haters, uh, you ain't popping. I've lived my life by that. That's yeah. that's what I've learned. Right. Mm-hmm. That's what I've learned. Hey, Ellie. Hey, Bean. Who's popping more than Bean, though, right? right? Right. I get that you love James from Jeopardy. I understand that. Yeah. But you can't take a whole day off just so you can sit on the couch and wait for 7 p.m. for the show to come on. I can, though. And I did. <laughs> Is the thing. You're you're designing your entire life around that thirty minutes at night now, yeah. just so you and your sweet James can be back together. Yeah, I. I you start I, sobbing when it gets to the last part of it. Like, oh no, I have to wait. Like Final Jeopardy, hours. she's like, it's almost yeah. over. Well, it's a roller coaster, as you yeah. know, because usually <laughs> Final Jeopardy is like, oh my god, he did it again. You're so high on that for a while. Sure, oh, yeah, high then, on that. Sure, yeah, <laughs> it sinks in that you've got another twenty four hours oh. to wait. It's got to be devastating. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. How much did he win yesterday? I'll, I'll get into that later. Just oh. know. Just know. <laughs> Do we want you to get into that later? No, because it's huge. Okay. I was hoping it's to huge. take care of it now and then just move on. <laughs> oh, no. No. It, it was it was a huge night on Jeopardy, you guys. Okay. Huge. Yeah, I mean, the stock markets are closed today. <laughs> All post offices yeah. closed. Yeah, no, I know. No, it's a federal holiday. <laughs> Obviously, yeah. Okay, it's a big, it's a big deal. Okay, all so, I'm I, saying. so I won't ask you to give any of that away because clearly that's the tease to get people to listen later for the Jeopardy update, <laughs> right? But you, it seems like you started out like most of us being mm-hmm. horrified by James oh, yeah. because he's animatronic. But now I feel like you're you're falling in love with him. I'm not falling in love. I just I love him for reasons that uh, you love winners. It's just that simple. But he's also learning how to smile a little oh, bit. That's sweet. He's making 
strides. He's being very, um, like, chatty Kathy with Alex Trebek. So you're getting to see little glimpses of personality. Who needs to learn how to smile? Uh, somebody that doesn't know how to smile because he <laughs> might be a robot. Mm-hmm. But he is... The walls are slowly breaking down oh, in okay. front of us. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah, we're getting to know the real James. This is the most realistic artificial intelligence I think we've ever seen on TV. I mean, they've really, mm-hmm. really, I wouldn't say perfected it, yeah. but they're definitely in the right direction. He's, he's a real human. He's actually not I, a I, robot. I, I don't think so. I think yeah. this is this is Westworld Jeopardy crossover. Mm-hmm. Yep. He's I think real. you're right. He's a human. Speaking of robots, you guys... We do these stories from time to time about people who fall in love with inanimate objects. Oh, love. Love those. Here's a man in love with a robot has revealed that they are planning to get married. Yes. His name is Joey Morris. He fell head over heels with Robotroll almost two years ago after being drawn to his satisfied smile and popping pink hair. Yes. Now, Robotroll is a... You remember the old troll dolls that used to have the the brilliant shock of, like, pink or green Mm -hmm. hair or something like that shooting straight up from the head? A little Buddha belly? Yeah. Well, this one is a little a little robot. It's unclear whether it does anything, whether it you know he can wind it up and watch it move or anything like that, or if it talks to him. But it looks like just a little toy that you'd have on a shelf and never give another thought. He is in love with him, though. Joey is uh, 29 years old. He has dated other objects in the past. Um, he once dated a lamp. That's sweet. Yeah. He realized when he was 10 years old, he was drawn to objects. He wanted to become friends with a lamp at school. But the teacher found out about our relationship, he says, and took the Mm. lamp away. Uh, And I was distraught. That's rough. Over the next few years, I fell in love with an animatronic called Donna the Dead and also with the Transformer Olympus Prime, excuse me, Optimus Prime, when he was in in truck form. Okay. However, my love for these objects never lasted as long as my love for Robotroll, who is my current primary love. I ordered him from eBay... For $20 and received him in December of 2017, and that's when our relationship truly began. Now I'm looking forward to my future with Robotroll. I'm going to take him with me on holiday to Orlando, Florida, and a wedding could be in the cards one day. Yes. Stop making my sons horny. <laughs> that's <a> good point. <laughs> he found uh, Robotroll while doing research into a line of battle trolls to satisfy his interest in 90s nostalgia. By the way, a uh, quick question, you guys. Um... Is this is this a, a mental illness or is this another? Ah, uh, yes. Or is this another? <laughs> Why do you hate love? No, I was just asking. Is this That's another legitimate? Like this is hardwired into his brain to be in love with objects, and he can't stop it. I mean, um, I don't know that we can guess that from what we've gotten so far. I feel like mm-hmm. those are intertwined. Yeah, exactly. You're that. That's also a point of of pedophiles. They say this is how I am. I just mm-hmm. love having sex with children. Mm-hmm. Is that a mental illness? Well, don't pull that, please. Yeah, don't. We don't. We don't need that. <laughs> Maybe leave that one. Um, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's this is a mental. No, illness. it is, and I and I don't know the answer to that question. No, I'm telling you right now, it's a mental. It's illness. a mental illness, but we don't know the answer to that. I mean, it could be terrorists, <laughs> right? <laughs> I, there's no conversing with an object. There's no connection right. with an you object. Guys, why do you hate love? This guy yeah. is in love. He's happy. Mm-hmm. Let him be happy. It oh, is very... he, can, he can absolutely be okay. happy. It's so he specific that he only likes the Transformer in the vehicle in form. the truck. Yeah. He doesn't like it when it's a, like a Transformer robot. Yeah. <laughs> don't change. Please don't yeah. change. The website he was looking at showed him the entire collection of trolls. When I saw Robo Troll, I was smitten. I think it was his expression that attracted me to him. And while most of the other battle trolls snarled, Robo Troll seems to have a little smile. His blue eyes matched his silver and blue color scheme and made the pink hair really pop. I knew it was love because it made my heart feel right. 
case you're wondering, by the way, Joey is extremely comfortable with his sexuality, but he says some friends and family do not agree with it. I'm very lucky as my friends and some members of my family accept my sexuality, even though they make joke comments about it, but my mother doesn't really understand my feelings. Well, that'd be a tough one for mom. Yes, it would. I think. How's your son? Oh, he's fine. Great. Fine. What else? (laughs) I I try to ignore people uh, who disagree and distance myself from them as I'm very happy in my relationship with RoboTroll. I find it easier to form romantic bonds with objects Mm. rather than people, so I'm happy with my sexuality, says James. And then the next link is to a woman who's in love with a guy, a fictional robot on Jeopardy. So I haven't read that article Mm. yet. Mm. Wait, what? Apparently that's, I can probably tell you that one. Apparently that's happening too. Yeah. So we're just gonna wish him wish him well. Sure. It's no, not, uh, it's not hurting anybody. Mm-hmm. But go for it. Joey is into it. Okay. Yeah. Marry your robo troll. Yeah. Okay. I mean, if that's what makes you happy. Sure. Let's talk about today's Kevin and Bean show, shall we? You remind me today of a small Mexican Chihuahua. <laughs> chihuahua. <laughs> <laughs> Um, we're going to bring you news that's crushing me, which is that the Tupac hologram was none of the above. Tupac Uh, nor a hologram? Correct. (laughs) Thanks, Jensen. No worries. Yeah, thanks for that. Thanks for spoiling that. Why so soon also? Pretty shocked. (laughs) True. (laughs) Uh, Fast food report on the program today. Yeah, I got some good ones. Jensen also has get up on this. Uh, We're going to work on our rap skills some more Mm -hmm. as the battle approaches. It's a week from tomorrow. It is a week from tomorrow, and we are nowhere near prepared for this. Jensen assigned us homework. You know, he's our coach, yeah. like he like he is on the on his uh, TBS TV show. Drop the mic, and um, Ali. I don't know if you know this, but he asked us to write a, a diss track, basically, mm-hmm. about somebody on the program. Oh, mm-hmm. and we both chose you, so that's going to be fun. Wait, really? No. <laughs> I'm like, wow. I was like, Bean chose her too? Day. This is crazy. <laughs> no, we uh, we fought over you and okay. then decided to go in a different direction. Oh, man. But I'm worried that uh, Chip and I would no longer be friends. This is my mm. concern. Oh, that's Jensen, good. That's a good sign. It's not a good sign. That it's means not, you're doing what you're supposed to do. Yeah. No, but I but Ch- Chip is one of my only friends. It's a shame your ISDN will never work again after tomorrow. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. Wow. And, and Jensen, do you, maybe there's a, maybe there's a talk you can give us uh, at, the, at the beginning of that segment just to let everybody know that it's just acting yes it's it's not real it's not personal yes these people will bring the heat but the fire will not affect you okay (laughs) good i'm nervous about it kevin how'd you do right years i have no idea it makes me laugh okay no idea and we'll do it acapella we're gonna do it like the real battles nowadays all right okay okay uh, we have tickets to April Fool's as well, and garbage will be in studio. Oh, they're wow. so great! Garbage. Oh, I thought you meant, I thought you meant your battles. <laughs> <laughs> garbage, the band. Oh, okay, will be in studio. Uh, we'll take a break. We'll come back with what's happening next. It's Kevin and Bean on K Rock. Allie, welcome back. We missed you. Bean, uh, listen, my phone has been ringing off the hook. Uh, tons of emails, mm-hmm. uh, like eight hundred tweets, just since the open of the show. Wow, that's crazy. Are you going to tell us about Jeopardy? How long do I have to wait? <laughs> to which I say, yeah, I'll tell you, you guys. James Holsauer, he's he's the guy that everybody's watching, right? He just won his 10th game in a row, which, big deal, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of people win 10. Remember when I told you last week that he beat the single-day record, which was 77,000? My God, we were excited when mm-hmm. that happened. Yeah. But Ooh. he beat it with 110,914 bucks. This was last week, and we were like, that's a beating. 
Like, that's a huge number that he beat it by. What if I were to tell you that last night, James Holsauer beat his own record? Thank you. Thank you. I, I mean, no, no. I started this a while ago, so it's not really breaking news okay. right now. He beat his... Okay. Uh-huh. Yep, he beat his own record that he set last week, last night. Mm-hmm. Again, just letting you know, it was 77,000. He beat it with 110,000. Last night, he beat that $110,000 win with $131,127. You guys, do you understand how huge that is? Hello, Canada. <laughs> I mean, 131 th- in one game. You guys aren't understanding. You're not grasping how I mean, he huge made a lot of money. Okay. In Good for one him. game. Right. 80 new. Oh. We don't care. Dude, we don't care. We don't care. Don't care. Don't care. Don't care. Oh, God. Don't care. Don't care. You should. Just to put this into, um, into focus, mm-hmm. Ken Jennings. 74 wins straight. His winnings in that 74 wins totaled two and a half million dollars. It's a lot, right? Yeah. Would you like to know what James has just in 10 days? If I say no, do you not say it? $697,787 in 10 days. Right. He's he's going to whoop Ken Jennings' ass. He might not even How get this. How many more nights does he have to play to get past Ken Jennings' it doesn't, number? That's not a, a thing, like oh. how many nights, because he's already at 600. He's almost at $700,000 in 10 days. Right. I just told you it took 74 games for Ken Jennings to get to $2.5 million. I'm no mathematician, but he's going to do it like by Wednesday. It bores the living hell out of me. All right. I just hope they keep him charged when he's not on the show. You know, he's right in the middle. Right in the middle. That would be embarrassing if he, if he wound down. During I'm just saying, show. this is a huge, huge story, and we're on the we're on the forefront. And I want everyone to know that you can tune in tonight to watch James. Right, seven o'clock, channel seven. Wow, you are an enormous loser. It's gonna be. been a long time. Ah! <laughs> oh, man. That kind of felt good. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> All right, you guys. I've got some SNL news. Saturday Night Live has enlisted Emma Thompson to host the May 11th episode. I'm so not... in love with her. Oh, who and isn't? have been my whole adult life. She's amazing. She's amazing. And she will be joined with musical guests, the recently reunited Jonas Brothers, not bad. And then the SNL season finale, airing the following week on May 18th. The host, oh, just Paul Rudd. Oh, okay. Cool. And joined by musical guest DJ Khaled. Uh, wait, who? McDonald's. Uh, I'm, excuse me. Mm-hmm. We loving it. Okay. Got it. <laughs> I mean, come on. Finale? Paul yeah. Rudd's got to be like, this blows. That's DJ a Khaled. major key. Great. <sighs> ridiculous. And don't forget that uh, former SNL cast member Adam Sandler is going to return to host the show for the first time ever on May 4th with musical guest Shawn Mendes, which that's a huge deal right there. That'd be amazing, wouldn't it? No, it's going to be amazing. Mm -hmm. You don't have to really... Was Adam Sandler ever on Jeopardy? He might have been on a Celebrity Jeopardy. All right. 
I was just so happy that Allie got through one whole story without mentioning Jeopardy, and then you had to bring it back, Heather. Yeah, you might have been. I should check. You know, Eric Stone Street, our friend from Modern Family, has been on Celebrity Jeopardy. I did not know that. Yeah, did a great job. Yeah. Yeah. Or is... What were all the questions for him? Um, I'm not really sure. I okay. could absolutely look those up for we'll you. We'll wait. And I will. <laughs> Don't think I won't, you guys. You son of a bitch. Sorry. Back to you. To the big mouth broad calling in here and then running away. <laughs> Who's running? I'm ready to talk Jeopardy all damn day. Right? What I'm saying is the money he has already made in 10 games. Right. If he just keeps going like he's going, he's going to blow Ken Jennings' number out of the water. Really? Yes. That's what I'm saying. Oh, no. Oh, no, your mic. Allie's mic? Oh, no. I, I've heard that happen to me before. I've never heard it happen oh, to Allie. That's, 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 that's Should a I problem. just yell? No, I mean, no. no I don't think it works. No. You know what? I think we have to turn that mic off, so you oh. need to finish up real quick so we okay. can try to fix it's it. Running okay. out of, it's running day, out of right? batteries. <laughs> we have to replace the batteries. There's, I don't think these might. I mean, maybe they do. They do. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. Some birthdays for you. Eric McCormack, Rick Moranis, James Woods, David Tennant, America Ferreira, Eli Roth, Chloe Bennett, and <gasps> Conan O'Brien. He is the founder of ISIS. No, He's the he founder is. of ISIS. Incorrect, sir. He is a wonderful man, and I won't let you besmirch his name. Man, he's just the worst, isn't he? No, he's wonderful, actually. He is he's, a dick. He's not a dick. God damn it, that's what's happening. <laughs> I'd like to punch him in the face. No! It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Our new topic, you guys. <laughs> I asked the question... I guess it wasn't even rhetorical. I guess I was asking for your opinion. Do you think that when you take your beloved pet to the veterinarian, that they know they have you by the the, cur- the short and curlies, and that they jack up the prices crazy like, and that something that probably cost them a hundred dollars is costing you five hundred dollars? Because what are you going to do? Look into those eyes and say no. Hundred percent. Really. Really? You love your pet? <laughs> they know you have no choice? And so they just go, hey, he's stuck. This guy loves his pet. We're going to screw with him. Linus, uh, my little bulldog, who's almost 11 now, which I think is a factor. It would be a factor in a lot of people's minds as to what to do next. It was uncovered a few weeks ago that he had a tumor in his spleen. Now, it's possible that that tumor is, A, not cancerous. It's also possible that that tumor could rupture and kill him in a day. But it's unlikely. It would, it would require, we talked to a couple of different vets, it would, it would be more likely, unless there was trauma, he's not going to rupture it just going up and down the stairs or playing in the yard or whatever. It's not right. like it's that dangerous, okay? Is it also possible that it's not a tumor? Um, it is possible that it is a blood clot, Yes. So you it's kind not of, a tumor. So, <laughs> so oh you kind God. of. Well, I guess what I'm saying is you that, don't. It was the know. lead up that really bothers me now. <laughs> right. Yeah. She was gritting and she was really happy about that. So I guess what I'm saying is, <laughs> Thank you, Kevin. on the side, to err on the side of caution would be to just remove it instantly because why take a chance that it's going to rupture and it's going to kill him? Right. But the other side of the equation is he's almost 11 and he's a bulldog. He's already a really advanced age for a bulldog. How likely is it that he's likely to die of regular causes anyway, unrelated to his tumor? So we err on the side of caution. So we take him to the vet and we go through all of the, you know, the ultrasounds and everything like that, which are not inexpensive. And then it comes down down to surgery talk. And they tell me that the estimate for the surgery and then his 24 hours of care afterwards at the facility 
is four thousand to forty eight hundred dollars. Wow. Now we were talking in the office yesterday and Omar said, I don't know, I think I'd cap it at about a thousand. Yeah. Just put think, him down. Yeah. On yeah. his about his own dog. I think yeah, if I Omar. if I had a dog yeah, I thought dude, a thousand dollars is a lot of money and exactly it is a lot of money. It's I would have to take that into consideration. You, at what age is I'm that? I'm thinking puppy. So Bean's been before between four and five thousand dollars. For, for this. this surgery, wow. yes. In addition to all of the tests and everything and uh, appointments leading up to, which were several hundred other dollars. Now, when we picked him up yesterday, and by the way, it looks like he's he's doing fine. We're excellent happy to report. But when we picked him up yesterday, they said, "Well, you didn't you didn't cap the whole fourth forty eight hundred dollars. You get two hundred fifty dollars back." But that means yeah, you over, won. Still cost me over forty. And I oh. and I started thinking about where how I mean, look. Granted, you're paying a doctor, a surgeon, in fact. So obviously that her time is very valuable. She makes a lot per hour. And you're dealing with, you know, you're dealing with other medical staff. You're dealing with anesthesia. You're Mm -hmm. dealing with medications. There's a lot of stuff you're dealing with. I can't in my mind figure out how to make that add up to over $4,000, though. I really can't. We have to multiply your result by 10. Because they rip you off. <laughs> yeah, and also when you start looking at the stuff, it's like it's the same as hospitals. You look, and a band aid was like fifteen dollars. Yeah, it's it's it, all jacked it's up. Absurd. Bean, can I ask uh, when we switched over to our new um, employers, Entercom? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I noticed that they they provide pet insurance. Mm-hmm. Did you get pet insurance? I didn't get pet insurance because I don't know a lot about pet insurance, but everything I've heard about it is the people that have gotten it, they whatever they're in for never gets covered. Okay. You know what I mean? Like they argue everything is a pre-existing condition, for instance, and how do you prove it's not kind of deal. So uh, I've heard bad reviews of pet insurance. Okay. I was wishing I had it yesterday. Sure. I'll tell you that. Sure. But I'm, I just started feeling so bad about the people who literally can't afford it. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. the people who would just surrender their pet or worse, there are a-holes who would put their pet down if they were in a situation <laughs> where they had poor health. I think if Omar had a pet, it would be different. I don't know, dude. I think so. Maybe, but a thousand four, f- almost five thousand dollars. That's crazy. That's a ton. It that's is crazy, but we were, but we okay. were talking off the and, air. We okay. were saying it's right. a ripoff industry, right? Right. Maybe. Like, for example, maybe. For example, a quick one. Uh, when my dad passed away, mm-hmm. we had to go. Oh, and your we, dad's oh. a human. <laughs> what this price should have taken him this to a vet? Either. <laughs> what price did you stop at with your dad? So we went Evan. to get, you know, a <laughs> casket and a burial and everything, and they give you the most, you know, the ten thousand dollar casket. Right. You go, do you have anything? And then they, sh- you, they have a basic model, and, and then they go, oh. Oh, you want that one? Kevin picked a suitcase. It's absurd, <laughs> and they, and it's the same thing. You're there. You're horrified. Yeah. You're vulnerable, yeah. and they just rip you off because they know what you, what choice do you have? I, my, I don't have a, a, a child yet. I will soon, but I think my dog is my child. I don't think there's a price I don't pay. For real. In other words, if they said they could there's save your dog's life you or make your dog more price? comfortable, you would pay whatever whatever number. They spit out. You would say, "Well, I guess that's how much it's going to cost." With him being this age right now, he's still young. He's like five years old, six years old. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I want I, fifty thousand dollars. Puppy Lake. <laughs> <laughs> I it's Kevin and Bean. Rock Calling all pop culture enthusiasts. Are you obsessed with all things celebrity? Do you live for the drama, the laughs, and the unexpected moments that unfold on social media? 
then you're going to want to tune into the Comments by Celebs podcast. Join us three times a week as we deep dive into every aspect of pop culture. Whether it's dissecting the latest trends or just chatting about your favorite celebs, Comments by Celebs has you covered. We have new episodes out every week. Follow and listen to Comments by Celebs on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's time for another fast food report. Hit it, Steve. KROQ 106.7 FM through the magical wonderment of radio airwaves brings you the fast food report with your dude with the lowdown on chain restaurant food, Jensen Carp. Pooped my pants. He'll get his hands dirty with grease and face covered in cheese. He's your direct line to delicacies and calories. He's Jensen Carp. Take it away, gumshoe. Oh, thank you, Sergeant Omar. Uh, <laughs> listen. 420 for many fast food restaurants is almost like Valentine's Day for a Hallmark store. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. When stoners partake in a bit of the jazz cigarettes, well, the munchies lead them to many drive-thrus. Yes. Hopefully not driving themselves. And this year, their main stop should be Carl's Jr. in Colorado, who on 420 will debut a burger that is infused with CBD. Yes. Yeah. Ah. It's called the Rocky Mountain High Delight and will feature two beef patties, pickled jalapenos, pepper jack cheese, waffle fries, and five milligrams of CBD in their signature Santa Fe sauce. Now, for those who don't know, CBD is the non-psychoactive compound found, found in marijuana, and it can help with anxiety, pain relief, and many other ailments. How much do you guys think it'll cost? Mm, $4.20. It's an easy question. <laughs> so the burger is unlikely to get anyone high, unfortunately. But, bro, you tell me. Take a bong rip, eat it, or be a total effing narc and beat it. We'll go with Allie first. Oh, I'm eating it. Eat it. That makes sense. Kevin. Eating the hell out of it. Eat it. Bean, are you a cop? <laughs> You guys know I'm a complete uh, teetotaler, mm-hmm. but I got to tell you, this is, sounds like a great opportunity to try it. And at that price, four twenty, I think you're saving money. I say yes, I'm going to eat it. Wow! No, all the way across. Please the tell board. me they have a burger with the THC in it. Yeah, well, because that's CBD's a, a, a waste of time. Yeah, they, no, they do have the weed burger. We okay, got to get it somewhere else. No. Unicorn Day may have been April 9th, but Chuck E. Cheese locations found a way to celebrate it that's just as special as the horned folklore itself. Hmm. I'd like to introduce you to Unicorn Churros. These are not your average churros, as each order comes with a bright pink, green, and blue churro, each flavored like cotton candy, sour green apple, and blue raspberry, respectively. Oh, oh geez. A <laughs> right your mouth there, there. Really. <laughs> Cough up over there. And they're sprinkled with colored sugar. On Unicorn Day, they were free with every order of uh, 30 minutes all you can play, which I didn't know they do at Chuck wow. E. Cheese. Uh, but there is no word on any long-term plans yet. So I ask you, try the churros and take a ride on the unicorn to eat it, or just straight up don't believe in magic and beat it. We'll start with Kevin. Eat it! Eat it! He is a magical little man. That's right. Uh, Allie. I'm, I'm going to beat it. Beat it. Uh, it made you sick? It, just, it was the apple that just, I couldn't, I couldn't get past an, a sour apple churro. Yeah, I did just cough up a bit. <laughs> yeah. Bean? Yeah. Uh, this is at a Chuck E. Cheese? This is a Chuck E. Cheese. Oh, hell no. Beat it. But you're doing that based on you have to go to Chuck E. Cheese, yeah, right? I'm never going to Chuck E. Cheese okay. for any food. Okay, good. Uh, all right, over to Burger King okay. for a second. Uh, let's focus on their newest announcement. And uh, this is just the name gets me into it. You ready? Mm-hmm. Honey Hot Chicken Sandwich. Eat it. Wait, well, are we well, not on, answering yet? Okay. The, the Honey My Hot bad. Chicken Sandwich. Testing in Boardman, Ohio only. <laughs> the hotbed of food 
It starts with a layer of honey hot sauce topped with a crispy fried white meat chicken filet, bacon, pickles, sliced onion, all sandwiched between potato buns. Oh! This will sell for $5.49, so I ask, mix, mix the sweet and spicy to eat it or cool it now like my favorite new edition song. Eat it or beat it, let's start with bean. Uh, first of all, I'm a Mr. Telephone Man guy. Okay, fair. Um, <laughs> I... You know, I don't eat the bacon. If you could take the bacon off of that. You can't change it. He's asking a question. I'm telling you, it's not for me, but that sounds delicious. I think that's a home run. I think the whole world will eat that. Uh, guys, uh, we're asking you. Judgment. Beat it. I, he's not uh, eating it. Okay. Yeah, right. He's not eating it. It's just he just it wouldn't or, say it. It's eat it or beat it. Right. Uh, okay. Kevin, eat it or beat it. Eat it. Eat it. Bacon doesn't stop you? No. Okay, fair enough. Allie? Uh, bacon makes me drive faster towards it. Eat it. <laughs> Eat it all day. All right, fair enough. Jensen, it's, it's so unfair when you do this segment because you bring these magical treats to us that are not available anywhere where we can get them. Uh, Bean, I'm not stopping you from going to Boardman, Ohio. Yeah, well, that's I mean, definitely got a point. true, I guess. It's yes. one kayak search away. Uh, th- I don't think they have an airport. Uh, this past week, IHOP has done the unthinkable and introduced a brand new pancake into the mix. What? So may I debut... The Italian cannoli pancake. An obvious nod to the famous Italian dessert, it features four of IHOP's famous buttermilk pancakes rolled up and filled with sweet ricotta and chocolate, then later topped with crushed cannoli pieces, chocolate chips, and whipped cream. Oh, a mamma mia! (laughs) This will be offered for only a limited time and only at participating IHOP, so pick up a stack while you can. Paisanos, is this a deal you can't refuse, or are you giving it up with the kiss of death? Eat it or beat it, we'll start with Allie. I'm going to leave the gun and take the cannoli. I'm going to eat it. <laughs> That's a Godfather reference because okay. I right. saw that you movie. Out. Okay. All right. Check you out. Well okay. done. Uh, Bean, what are you feeling? Uh, I'm sorry. I have a policy at IHOP to only eat regular buttermilk pancakes. I what don't want, anything with, so I don't want anything with whipped so cream. Weird. I don't want anything Unreal. with chocolate chips. I certainly don't want an Italian dessert. Uh, pancakes are my favorite food next to toast, you guys. I want a pancake <laughs> the way God intended it. Toast. Just a pancake. I'm about to eat it. All right. Uh, you didn't ask me. I am. I'm about to tell you. Oh, Kevin, what's your Eat pick? it three times. Please play it three times. You got it. Mm-hmm. Eat it. Eat it. Eat it. There you go. All right. Italian at heart. With the sun peeking out, it's becoming more and more clear that summer is around the corner and the good people at Krispy Kreme have noticed. Beginning May 6th, the fruit-inspired collection will enter our lives featuring three all-new fruit-flavored, bright, colorful donuts. First, the pineapple donut, bursting with pineapple filling. So delicious, you'll think it's the tropics, by the way. I'm reading straight from the press release. Key lime donut. This donut is filled with key lime cream to give you tartness you crave, balanced with the sweetness of a donut. Strawberry donut, jam-packed with strawberry filling and decorated to resemble one of summer's tastiest fruits. These will be available through June 16th throughout the U.S. And Dave Skeena, chief marketing officer for Krispy Kreme Donuts, said this quote that makes absolutely no sense. Winter? No. Summer is coming. Come in and get an early taste today. What? See, I think that's a Game of Thrones reference. See, I don't know any of that stuff. (laughs) (sighs) Unbelievable. Despite this insanely stupid marketing ploy, pineapple, key lime, and strawberry donuts, eat it, eat it, eat it, or beat it, beat it, beat it, Kevin first. Eat it, eat it, eat it. Eat it, eat it, eat it. I had no idea you were going to do three. (laughs) You almost almost didn't say eat it, eat it, eat it. Bean? 
Uh, by the way, Kevin has still yet to turn down I'm going to start handing out like a raccoon burger. <laughs> he'll say yes. Uh, I don't, uh, I, you know, uh, just like with my pancake oh, vote, oh, I don't man. like You're people monkeying with perfection. I am. I do have a very, uh, a very pale palate. I'm going to tell you that Krispy Kreme donuts by themselves alone without mucking it up with fruit are fine. I'm a beat it. Beat it. Beat it. Beat it. He's the missionary position of food. <laughs> Allie? Uh, here's, here's the thing. Why are you asking? Acting like strawberry and pineapple donuts are new Krispy Kreme. They're not. The only mm. one that's new to me is the key lime. So I'm beat it, eat it, beat it. Beat it. Eat it. Beat it. It's complex. It's fair. I just turned into, like, a EDM DJ. Uh, guys, that was the fast food report. Signing off for Caro Q 106.7 FM. That was the fast food report with Jensen Carr. Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-R-O-Q. Remember the Tupac hologram at Coachella? Yeah. Which was how long ago? What year did that happen? I want to say 2015? 2012. 12, okay. Yeah. Really? Okay, so yeah. it's been seven years already since it happened. On April 15th, 2012, 90,000 fans at the Coachella Valley Music Festival got an epic show by rap legends Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg. Dre brought together the hip-hop elite of the past 20 years. Eminem, 50 Cent, Kendrick Lamar. But Dre brought them one performance that truly blew their minds. He brought the late rap legend Tupac Shakur on stage in virtual form for a live original performance. All right. So everybody knows it's a hologram. It was like a huge moment. Yeah. It was yeah, it was one of the greatest moments in the history of Coachella. And it came up again recently because Ali was doing a story on what's happening over the controversy of the Ronnie James Dio hologram that's getting ready to tour. Mm -hmm. And there are some people who just are uh, defiantly against the idea of the dead touring. Jensen then just says, almost offhandedly, <laughs> you know the Tupac wasn't a hologram, right? Kevin then said, I was there, Mother Effer. It was a hologram. Oh, no, everyone asked on me. And it yeah. was awesome. Right. And However, it was awesome, right. It wasn't a hologram. So Correct. <laughs> so is the new one, are they holograms or not? Like, I don't know. This one, you do a deep dive into it and you find the company that did it. They worked on X-Men movies and a mm -hmm. whole bunch of other stuff. Mm -hmm. It was all CGI, and it was just projected on a screen. So well, here, see, I'm, I'm confused, and yeah. I need Jensen to break it down okay. for me, because my understanding, my limited understanding, because I wasn't there, I didn't see it, I didn't read as much about it probably as Kevin did, was that they took concert footage of the real Tupac right. and figured out a way to project it onto this mirror on the stage to make it look like he was standing there for people in the audience. And then they had some sort of a program where they were able to take his voice and manipulate it to say current-day things like, what's up, Coach? That was my complete understanding of I what happened. I thought you were going to be night. like, I can't believe the Sprint guy went over to another cell phone carrier. I thought you were talking real current. Um, okay, so here's what happened. I did a, uh, you know, like a web web series with Paul Shear called uh, Arshirio Paul, where we recreated Arsenio Hall scenes shot for shot, word for word, with people like Jordan Peele and Eric Andre and a bunch of other people. Now, we needed a Tupac lookalike for one of the scenes. Right. And so we made a call out to a bunch of different casting agents, and I got a picture of a guy who looked just like Tupac back. I said, well, we'll hire that guy. So when he comes to set, I go, man, you look just like Tupac. It's insane. And he goes, yeah, I, I've been getting a lot of work lately. I just did the Coachella thing. And I went, what? You, you just went to Coachella? And he goes, no, I, I'm, I, they used me for the hologram. And I was like, how's that possible? I thought they manipulated. He's like, no, nah, they, no. They didn't use Tupac 
Well, I think at all. Well, the body, his voice, yes. Well, yes, the body and stuff is clearly computer generated because that guy wasn't as buff, though buff, but not as buff as the eight pack that Tupac had. So his voice was real, but everything else was CGI, including well, the voice. The voice a I think I think they've manipulated the voice to say Coachella, okay. even though you know obviously he had never said Coachella. But I, what I'm telling you, and we'll, we'll get into the shadiness of just calling okay. it a hologram. Uh, but I, I was told by the guy, and he had no reason to lie. He's like, yeah, they filmed me, and then they, they manipulated it to be what it was. They CGI'd him to look like he was Tupac. Correct. So it wasn't, you know, I thought, like everybody else, it was footage of Tupac that they figured out a way to make into a hologram. Not at all. The other part is, it's, it is it is questionable whether you call it a hologram. Right, because that... what it was was a projection hit against a, a, a mirror, and then that mirror plays out to the audience. To make it look like it's floating and it's you can sort of see through to give it a hologram look. Yes. But it wasn't at all. When you're on um the ride at Disneyland at Magic at the cast what? Yes. Haunted House. Yeah. And you have the ghost next to you at the end. Right. Is that, that what they did? That would technically be the same thing because it's it's you're coming off at the, the mirror. mirror. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <gasps> I had a ghost uh Tupac next to me one time. What? Oh, yeah. at, at, at the, but but the thing too Kevin is Kevin almost believed it. I will weird. say, I will say, because I did get an email when we first brought this up from someone who was like, "I work in that field; it's very hard." But I, you know, I, I he kind of agreed. It in the said it, it cost between a hundred and four hundred thousand dollars. Wow! Just to do this Tupac thing because the CGI was so extreme, and it's clearly much better than the haunted mansion one. Yeah, right. I'm right. a little, yeah. Right, Jensen. Yeah. Um, why the you lying? Why you always lying? Ooh, oh my God! Stop lying! Why wouldn't they have taken actual footage of Tupac instead of hiring an actor? Because I don't. I, in my opinion, and again, this is my. Business, they don't have like green screen footage of Tupac <laughs> just walking around. They have footage of him at concerts, but nothing was shot in an ideal situation. In the same way that like video game capturing nowadays, like mm-hmm. those things would make creating a Tupac from scratch much easier. But like who was thinking of that when he was like walking back and forth at the key? Here's club? the weird weird thing though, Bean, is that the, there's an engineer named Henry Dirks who devised a method of projecting an actor onto a stage using a sheet of glass and clever use of lighting, and he came up with that in the 1800s. Oh, was mm-hmm. that like the pepper effect or yes. something? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's like the magic stuff. This yeah. guy, yeah. guy was still alive to do it with his Tupac actor? This guy he that came alive. up with it died it, it was his hologram. In, in the year 1900. He died. <laughs> wow. And they still use that for the Tupac, quote, hologram. It wasn't, okay. it wasn't so, a hologram at all. So question, Jensen. Yes. Do you think that the people involved, the company that Coachella hired to create this magic on stage, that again, as we mentioned, was very impressive to look at. And expensive, one of, yeah. One of the all-time great Coachella most. Yes. Do you think that they intentionally hid the fact that there was an actor involved in this to make the rest of us all believe that that was footage of Tupac? Well, I have looked, we have all looked online yeah. since I've said it numerous times. And though there are sentences, like the company has been pretty quiet about the precise details, which is right here. Right. Uh, they do not say that there was an actor used. So I would assume I stumbled onto something that is was not necessarily public knowledge. But I still think it was a cool thing. I do too, I right. just think that when you call it a hologram, I think we all were like, you know, 
this is revolutionary. Right. And now who else is going to tour? Remember right. we were all saying yeah. all that stuff? Yeah. Well, uh, poor, Rome, saw, poor Rome from Sublime in Rome. Oh, he thought his job was over. <laughs> you saw the the footage a few months ago of the Roy Orbison hologram that yeah. is touring. And it was 360. It wasn't just progressed against a mirror. I mean, the cameras could go all the way around the man standing at the center. So of maybe the now they can do it for real? Life. So I'm sure the technology has come a long way in hope, seven yeah. years. Yeah. But you have just, uh, I think, I feel like you've kind of uncovered something, the untold story of the Tupac not hologram. A true exclusive. A true, true A lookalike. Yeah. Who was filmed, and then they CGI'd it to look like it was a hologram of Tupac. Or else it's actually Tupac. One or the uh, other. And he's been hiding on an island for years. I just hope that guy didn't sign anything. <laughs> like a non-disclosure, because you just effed poor dude. Oh, well. <laughs> the Kevin and Bean Show on K-Rock. As we do every Thursday at this time, Jensen, the floor is yours. Uh, guys, I'm getting you up on things that you don't know about yet or things you may have missed. This segment is Get Up On This. Get Up, Get On Up, 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 On This. Guys, I'm very excited to talk about a movie today. Uh, I met... The writer-director, Laura Steinel, who I forced to come in today to talk about the movie. Hi. Hi, Laura. Uh, I guess years ago, we, when I was working over at a production company, uh, she was our general meeting. It's a thing where we just hand you a water bottle, and then you talk for five minutes, and you never work together. <laughs> uh, yeah. And so I, I was like, oh, she's so funny. And I think we had kept in touch slightly on social media, and I was always excited to see what she was going to do next. And I thought we became friends. I, I guess oh. clearly you're you can say that. that real sad. I guess that is. He didn't say that. Yet. We had different opinions. Okay, right. great. I guess that's friends. Uh, and she put in, she she basically uh, sold a bunch of scripts in a very fast amount of time, which was awesome, and everyone applauded. And never to be done again. Stood up, stood up, <laughs> and freaked out. But the thing that I was most excited about is a movie that comes out this weekend here in Los Angeles. Oh. It is called Family. Family. And you guys, it's like the insane clown posse family. Oh, really? So yeah. here's the all thing. All in. All in. <laughs> this, this movie is about uh, an emotionally stunted aunt, right? She's uh, almost like a mess of a human being in her professional life, in her personal life. And she is put in charge of her teenage niece. And it's all scripted. And um, she, more than anything, wants to finally connect with this niece who's also, uh, I guess, like an indoor kid? Is that what you would... Total indoor kid. Total indoor Makes kid. Makes weapons of nature. <laughs> yes, out of loves sticks. Loves chicken parm. Right. Loves, <laughs> loves chicken parm <laughs> sandwiches. And it is, yeah. a, it is a great movie, earnestly made, about a relationship between a young child and a struggling adult. And the one thing that they can find in common is that she wants to go to the gathering of the Juggalos. Oh, my God. And the, kind of the out Outcast, yeah. uh, the outcast feelings of the aunt and the outcast feelings of the niece uh, are kind of similar. That's a great synopsis. You really... I did it. You connected to your phone. <laughs> and Laura, guess, where, where did it come from? Where did the idea come from? Well, I had been writing another movie that didn't get made, so, you know, can't have it all. And then, <laughs> but fr there were some themes in that about women in business and, and women in this sort of workaholic lifestyle. And I was like, the, all the fun movies I get to see messy people, they're always guys, like Bad Santa was like the funniest thing when it came out. Why, why can't women play those kind of messy roles? And so I wanted to write something like that and also have it be like a sweet comedy about family and how dysfunctional families are. So while I was writing it, I also stumbled upon a documentary about Juggalos. Did you go? 
Well, yeah, we went. I'm like looking at the yeah. thing. Uh, uh, we, yeah, I went um, after we had shot the movie. So <laughs> good research. Curious so, timing. Yo, I did it wrong. Let's be clear. You don't understand research, uh, <laughs> No, I did not nail that part. But um, no, we had a bunch of we we built a set which to build a set of the gathering is like a joke. Jensen, you know this because yes, you went to the you gathering too. Yeah, I did. Yeah, and um, we we shot a safe version of the gathering with actual juggalos that came to be in it as extras we we couldn't pay them so they came like on their own and they were so sweet and they camped out in the cold and then um we we just didn't have enough set and and people there so i was like we're gonna go to the real gathering but taylor's life taylor schilling is the star of the movie and her life Whoa, is from orange is the new black yes yeah the cast is incredible cast is taylor great. schilling uh brian tyree henry who's <gasps> a favorite here in our show yes. uh, kate mckinnon stop it uh, and yeah. also another friend of the show matt walsh matt you kind of buried the lead yeah, a little bit laura hugely no, buried we, the lead. no it's like a good movie <laughs> <laughs> It's like, like, Jensen's not, like, being nice. Like, it's a good movie. I'm not, like, that good of a friend. Guess who else is in it? Uh, the Insane Clown Posse. And, and Shaggy Tudor and Violent J. Crazy. Wow. In it. Yeah, also they came the- to Atlanta to be in it. That's how much they liked the script. And they're they're promoting it. They're on their Twitter account. They're telling everybody it's coming out yeah, this weekend. Yeah, they're very wonderful. That's fantastic. Uh, can am I allowed to say the other cameo, or is that a secret? Who's the other? Oh, the, Natasha Leone. Natasha no. Leone is a juggalo. Yeah, <laughs> it's the greatest movie oh, yeah. of cinema. Sense. It is a great. By the way, I didn't give her any lines. All those lines, and when she made up herself, she created this character, Rebecca the Juggalo, and recreated all these lines. <laughs> like she's just incredible. She goes for it. She's really. Can awesome. I play a small clip? This is yeah, This is a Joker. This is a Joker explaining. Uh, this baby is a, Joker. Baby Joker. Yeah, yeah. This is a kid that becomes friends with a niece, explaining to the aunt what being a juggalo is. So, baby Joker. You say you're a gigolo. Oh, no, no, no. Juggalo. We're fans of the band. This ain't Clown Posse. Juggalos are all about, like, no judgment, you know, because everybody's a freak at the core. Juggalos are a family. A family of freaks. Yeah, we get a bad rap because some juggalos be beating kids up with monkey wrenches or burning down schools and <laughs> but real juggalos help people. You know, we live and die by the juggalo code. Better respect a sucker. <laughs> this is, that is it a family pizza shop. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't uh, I don't know what the Avengers are, but I will see this movie ten times. Uh, it is so fun, guys. And also, I guess, I, and maybe I'd like for you to, to talk on it. It's like a lot of these movies are like gross. You think it's going to be gross out humor. You think it's it, it's not that at all. This is like a, a normal family comedy. Hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think um, I just kind of wrote what makes me laugh, and that's people falling apart. <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, I stayed within that. And and the the thing that's really sweet is like the the juggalo community is kind of messy and terrifying, but at the same time they have. Like, they're really wonderful when you get to know them individually. Yeah. Um, we didn't have any money to shoot at the gathering, so I had to go by myself with a, with some camera friends. And um, I just put on her wig and her costume. <laughs> Taylor's. And Taylor's wig. And we just shot me from behind. So, like, they were super nice to me and super helpful. I remember I stood up on stage and, like... Oh, my God. And I asked that them... That would have freaked to, me out. It was terrifying. But I asked them to, like, boo me and do stuff for the movie. And they were so helpful until they weren't. I think I got about like a, <laughs> two, two and a half minutes of, yeah, we'll help you out. And then it quickly turned into, 
who are you? Get out of yeah, here. Yeah, like, where's yeah. Blaze, your dead homie? They, were, <laughs> they, start, they start throwing Seagull bottles Yeah, I went on before, like, Waka Flocka, and they were like, get her out of here. <laughs> and there were just bottles being thrown to my head. Uh, so tell people where they can see it this weekend. Okay, so this weekend you have two options. You either live in New York and see it at the AMC in the 30s. That's very convenient in for our listeners. Mm-hmm. Or you live in L.A. and you come to the Century City Mall. Um... Uh, the AMC there mm-hmm. at the Century Mill. And then, but then hold on to your seats because we open up next weekend on the 26th, much wider, and it'll be in a bunch of cities there. There's already a review from a listener. It gets two whoop whoops way up. <laughs> so that's pretty huge. You have you are, you have now created the most, other than big city rustlers and big city hustlers, the two ICP movies. Uh, you have now created the most endorsed film by the Insane Clown Posse and Juggalos. I'll I mean, take ha- it. I mean, seriously. I'll Congratulations. Take it. Thank you. Guys, Go, Laura. Go see family. That is my get up on this. Get up, get on 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 up on this. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. All right. We need some ground rules. Nobody goes to HR afterwards, okay? Yeah, yeah. For starters. Nobody okay, goes that's to good. HR. This is all in creative context. Jensen, you are the producer and one of the writers of Drop the Mic on TBS. Mm-hmm. It's a battle rap show. Yeah. And you so you've got a lot of experience with this, and you're trying to bring your protégés, Kevin and Bean, along in time for our battle rap <laughs> next Friday night at the Microsoft Theater. Protégés. Yes. Uh, give us some, uh, t- explain what the assignment was, and then give us some advice before we uh, we rap live on the radio again this morning. Okay. Well, recently we had you guys rap over beats kind of in a karaoke way. And you guys were both extremely impressive. Yes. Everyone who watched was totally surprised. Well, it was Kevin M. and Cardi Bean. Yeah. I I, I, I will admit I was pleasantly surprised. So now the next step in this training, I'm sort of your Mr. Miyagi. Okay. Wax on, wax off. Exactly. So now we need to work on the disses, to work on the insults. So what I asked you guys to do is to take pick one person from the staff Mm -hmm. and write three verses. Kevin wrote two. uh, (laughs) About one person. So take someone and let's diss them. For, for what would be three verses of eight bars each. Uh, let's see what happens. All right. Okay. So, Bean, who did you choose? Well, I chose... Oh, do we want to play... Uh, it's up to you. What do you want to do? I mean, you tell me. I mean, we have the uh, we have production for it, so oh, we should play oh, that. Oh, let's do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Live on stage is the Kevin and Bean rap battle. Oh. Impressive. Hmm. Oh, God. Well, I mean, oh, geez. Oh, oh my God, that last one. <laughs> it is a battle Seems extreme. Yeah, I don't know. I chose an actual uh, friend of mine on the show. And by the way, uh, I don't want you to do the math, but I only really have two friends on the show. Oh, no. So, <laughs> um, and it's Chip. And I'm worried that I made a mistake here because I hoped that Chip and I would be able to remain friends. And I fear that after this, oh. how, how can I, uh, Jensen, help me out here? This yeah. isn't personal. Right? It's no. too damaging this is, is what you're no, saying. This be. is all in fun and games. Okay. And the, they don't really mean anything. These are jokes, and that's kind of the fun of it. At the end of these battles, people hug. They get a- well, maybe not them because of the, his dream, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah, Chip's but the still fun part about out. this is that Chip doesn't battle back, right? <laughs> just that is a, just attacks. That is a bit of a problem. Okay, and then she All does. Right. So nothing. we're doing it acapella. This is how rap battles are done now, but we're going to do it with a beatbox when it comes to April Foolishness. Sure, of yeah. I wouldn't All do right, it if so, there wasn't so a beatbox. So my understanding, yet. since Kevin did not complete his assignment, is that I'm going to do my first eight lines, yes. and then Kevin is going to do his. And Kevin, who did you who did you pick as your target this morning. Ruben. Oh. Who answers Old the, Man Ruben? Who answers the phones for us? Old Man Ruben. <laughs> <laughs> we thought he was super young. He's like 
75? Yeah. Yes. And we're we all hired shocked. him the, as an intern. Right. And we thought, oh, the kid's going to college. And then we found out he has grandchildren. Maybe he's in high school. We don't know. Right. He's got like six grandkids. This is a tough and week for Ruben. It's, it's, also, it's also tank top week. Tank top so, week. Yeah. Well, yeah. he earned that by wearing a tank top after yeah. Coachella. That's yeah. right. That was my so, fault. So we're going to go uh, We're gonna go back and forth. And I guess this is where I can't yes, stall any longer. And I have to, okay. have to start. All right. Chip, I want you to know I love you. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh-huh. All right. You used to work at Disneyland where you got the nickname Chip. There, along with Dale, you used to entertain the kids. You had to wear that full body suit to protect the children's welfare, because if they saw you out of it, you'd scar them all with nightmares. Wait a minute, what am I saying? You know it's not like that. You know I had that dream one time and all that that begat. It started out with you and me and our romantic dinner. It ended with sex fireworks, and we made you a spinner. Oh my god. Oh my god. First off, he used begats. You gotta rhyme with something. Begat and then spinner, though. I gotta give him all credit for spinner. I apologize for my white man flow, you guys. I'm really embarrassed. You got a style, man. You got a style. Listen, this is good. Kevin, you're up, buddy. All right, Ruben. All right, I'm here. All right. Our friend Ruben is sometimes. Okay, I'm gonna start over. <laughs> Our friend Ruben is someone who stays on the down low, but he works at Kevin and Bean and things and there are things that you should know. We thought he was seventeen, too young to vote or get a gun, but we were shocked when we all found out he was at least one hundred and one. <laughs> You say, oh, I also drive Uber and usher celebrities through town. I think you're too old to drive and use a walker to get around. <laughs> I saw you at Coachella. It looked like you were having fun. I didn't see you go to bed and take your teeth out when you were done. Oh! oh! Son, where'd you find this? Pretty good. These guys, <laughs> these are... All right. Did that Very hurt? Nice. Did that hurt? Uh, you know what? Those old jokes, man. Every time. All right. Just tonight. <laughs> All right. Back to being... I think we're lucky that Ruben can't hear so well. <laughs> that does help. Yes. All okay. right. Uh, Chip. You only play the bass because it's the easiest instrument, but every band you're in breaks up. Can that be a coincidence? Well Hung Heart is the latest one you're worsening lately. It's just a matter of time before they replace you with some lady. You say you love punk rock, and yeah, you're perfectly branded. See, you're socially distorted, a misfit, and you're rancid. So wave that black flag and give up your blank 182. The offspring is your favorite, but they want back their tattoo. Jesus. I'm sweating here, you guys. <laughs> sweating. Why are you sweating? So a week from tomorrow night, oh. we're going to be doing this against each other, against yeah. Kevin and yeah. Bean. Yeah, let's not think about show. that. Yeah. This is, this is heat. All right. Kevin, All right. I guess for Ruben. you're up next with poor old man Ruben. Yep. You're always pretty quiet, never talk, always around. I'm guessing you can't see, can't feel, and can't hear sound. <laughs> you don't move much. You don't seem that hyper, mostly because you can't control your bladder and probably wear a diaper. Ooh. Oh, good. You don't have a girlfriend. <laughs> Good run. Run. I got a good. Good run. You don't, have, you don't have a girlfriend. There's no one to bone, but that's because the women aren't hot when you get back at the rest home. <laughs> Ruben, you look like a kid. Have a mohawk, but your age, I don't trust. Your balls are probably leather, and your sperm is probably dust. Oh! <laughs> Wow. That was, that was really did, you, did you hear him, Ruben? <laughs> I did. I, you did. Alan, yeah. I, here, I'll show you. You can read it later. Yeah. My, you, you can read it later. Oh, I'll get his glasses. Okay. This is what's tough, Justin, and I've seen this on your TV show so many times. Yeah. You don't want to come back from that last one. You no. know, like, like, I feel like I'm really against the ropes here. It was a great final line. <laughs> yeah. Both of you guys have shown... I mean, 
I'm blown away again. No, right. shut up. I am. I'm telling you, we're at a better place than I am with a lot of celebrities, Rob Gronkowski. Okay. <laughs> uh, Bean, you ready? Final bars. Yes. Mm-hmm. Chip, I'm sorry in advance. <laughs> You're actually adorable, but apparently not a catch. So says Tinder, eHarmony, and Matt. Cupid said not okay, and Bumble said no bees. Have you considered fish tacos instead of ordering beef? <laughs> I know that things haven't been going so great at home ever since your folks walked out and left you all oh alone. At least your cat loves you. Whoops, here's the paradox. Mr. Pickles is trying to kill you to bury in her litter box. Oh, I feel like Bean's insults just get personal. Yeah. And personal. I think Ruben got away easy. What? I don't know. Listen, here's what I'm going to say. Bean won again? No, I actually am going to say I think Kevin won round one with, with his rapping on karaoke. Mm-hmm. That's my feeling. Uh-huh. Bean won today. Yeah. Yeah, I think so, too. My parents would agree. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-R-O-Q. All right, we're giving hey, tickets Kevin. away for April Foolishness with your pun hey, jokes. Kevin. Call with your pun jokes. Hey, Kevin. Yeah. Did you hear about the Energizer bunny? He went to jail. He was charged with battery. I mean, this is this is what we're talking about. It's magic. That's my point. It was so fun yesterday. We're doing it again today. If you want to join us at Kevin Bean's 11th annual April Foolishness, you can buy tickets still on sale for as low as 30 bucks at AXS.com, or you can win them right now. Allie, you weren't here yesterday, so you missed Omar's big intro. Excited. It's called Everybody Have Pun Tonight. Everybody have fun tonight. <laughs> Everybody have fun tonight. <laughs> Kevin hates him. He thinks it's not right. So we'll have some puns tonight. Come on, Kev Dog. It's going to be so funny. <laughs> Very funny. So 1-800-520-1067. We're doing the knockout round again today. It was a very controversial winner yesterday. Because you both suck. Let's see how it goes. Guy worked in supercalifragilisticexpialidocious, and you guys didn't pick him. Well said. Easy for you to say. That's what I'm saying. That's a difficult thing to say, and he worked it into a pun joke. He lost. Let's see how Jacob Almonte does to get us started. (laughs) (laughs) Jacob and Almonte, hi. Holla. Oh, Holla All right, we're taking puns for April Foolishness. If yours is the best, you might win this thing. But if somebody comes along and tops you, then we have to hang up and say goodbye. What's your pun? All right. My doctor prescribed me orthopedic shoes, but I didn't think they would help. Now I stand corrected. <laughs> Everybody have fun tonight. I mean, by, so, by default, he's the winner he so is far. He's the winner yeah. so far. He's the leader. It wasn't yeah. too bad. Really? I think it was okay. I okay. <laughs> Sylvia in West Covina. Hi, good morning. Good morning. What's your pun joke? Okay. A friend and I were going to go camping, but then we realized it would just be too intense. <laughs> Everybody have fun tonight. I, am I the only one laughing? I, I liked it. I love that. Oh, I my God. Allie, do you like all of them? Yeah, that's my point. Sylvia. <laughs> Uh, Where are you, Jensen? I'm Jacob. I'm Jacob. <laughs> Kevin? I mean, I think I'm still Jacob. Okay. okay. Ooh, we got a tie. Though. Uh, Chip, you're going to have to get a tiebreaker. Uh, Jacob. 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 Okay. Okay. No, I'm on. sorry, Sylvia. We voted for you. Nothing we can do. <laughs> <laughs> so judges made a different decision. I mean, too intense. You guys don't get it? I get it. Reed in Redondo Beach. Good morning. Hey, guys. How are you? Not good. We're telling <laughs> we, have, we have pun jokes. How do you think we are? We're doing great, um, and we can't <laughs> wait to hear yours. <laughs> All right, here's mine. How was Rome split in two? How was Rome split in two indeed? With a pair of Caesars. <laughs> Everybody have fun tonight. 
little history. I think I'm still Team Jacob, though. I'm Team yeah. Jacob. Team Jacob. Allie's okay. laughing every time. She, is, she loves she's this. twirling her hair. She's <laughs> <laughs> <was> like, <laughs> I would have paid to see this. Yeah. Tom in Cyprus. Good morning. What's up, guys? Well, pun jokes is what's up. <laughs> what do you got? I got you. Uh, did, did you guys hear about the uh, psychic midget that escaped from prison? No. Tell us about him. He's a small medium at large. <laughs> Everybody have fun tonight. Going Tom. I mean, I'm going a, Tom on that one. It's a yeah. classic, but it still holds up. I'm I'm down with Tom as well. I'm gonna stick with Jacob. Allie, uh, it is a classic, but Jacob's I had never heard, and it made me laugh. Guys, right, we have four chip, judges. This chip. is a terrible system. Well, I don't want to vote with Bean now, but right. Tom. Tom. All right. Ah, on. Congratulations, Tom, Tom. All right. Tom takes the crown. Sorry, Jacob. Thanks for playing. All right. Let's go to Melissa in Azusa. Hi. Hi. Good morning. Good morning. Melissa, we are playing for April Foolishness tickets, so you can be with us at the Microsoft Theater next Friday night. Let's hear your pun joke. Awesome. Okay. The guy who invented throat lozenges died last week. There was no coffin at the funeral. <laughs> <laughs> Team Coffin. I'm, I'm Team Coffin. <laughs> I think, I think I'm Team Coffin, too. Kevin and me laughing for real. No, I'm laughing it. at Allie describing it to I me because so she doesn't think I understand. Way to go, Melissa. Uh, Melissa on. is in the lead, you guys. This yep. is savage. Oh, right. <laughs> Let's go. Damn, son. Where'd you find this? Let's go to Alex and Downey. Good morning, Alex. Hey, good morning. Hey, hiking sucks, guys. Don't forget about that. But my joke uh, is, uh, what do you call two Mexicans playing basketball? All right, I'm very concerned where this is headed, but uh, we'd like to find out. Okay, it's Juan on one. Juan on one, right. Everybody your responses were okay. Okay. Uh, well, again, it's a classic. Okay. I mean, we've all heard it. Melissa, but, uh, moving on. I think we're still team Melissa. I think we only have time for one more. I'm no. sorry. Oh, oh, shame. Shame. We so we'll do it. We'll do it again tomorrow. But we just have time for uh, one more now. Okay. Uh, Taylor in Orange. Good morning. Good morning. Hello. Hello. You have a pun joke. Yes, I do. Let's hear it. Are you DNA ripped? Because I want to unzip your jeans. Well, come on now. Not a pun. Not a pun, technically. Let me tell you about our friend Melissa. Let me tell you about Melissa. She is going to be seeing Ray Romano, Adam Ray, Felipe Esparza, Greg Fitzsimmons, Eddie If, Jamie Lee, surprise guest still to be announced, and the Kevin Bean rap battle. We'll see you next Friday night. Way to go. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being punny. And thanks for playing. Everybody have fun today. I love Melissa so much. Everybody Kevin and Bean Show, the world famous K Rock. Sally, take it away. Guys, this suicide. What? Huh? How's everyone? Nope. Pretty good. <laughs> this uh, Suicide Squad movie that's going to be coming out in 2021 is shaping up to be pretty. Good, right? How much do we want to hear about 2021, you guys? Well, Just in general. Uh, listen, it's when not you've even got next year. Bean, when you've got Idris Elba in a Suicide Squad movie, in? I'm going to talk about that all day long. Agreed. And okay. playing a new character. He's not even playing Deadshot. I just don't know how many of our listeners will still be alive in 2021. Yeah. I'm then, just saying. Wow. I mean, it's two years from now. It's pretty, pretty harsh. You what know, do you know about our listeners? I don't think Ruben's going to make it. Well, I mean, he's 104. <laughs> yeah. uh, Margot Robbie. 
Are you kidding me? I'm in. Right. James Gunn is not only writing, he's directing I'm the in. movie, I'm right? Yep. What if I then told you John Cena might be joining Suicide Squad? All right. Right? I'm so into this, you guys. Same. John Cena, Idris Elba. Woo. And when you think about the original uh, Suicide Squad movie that came out in 2016, and uh, it wasn't so much as good. Uh, it wasn't good. Good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you know how much it made worldwide? Yeah, tons. $746 million. Really? I was shocked when I read that, too, because everybody kind of thought it was a bust. Wow. It certainly wasn't. $746 million worldwide. Don't That's crazy. get hung up, then, on that quality thing. You're right, right? right. Mm-hmm. You are right. You guys, few sentences more alarming to a fan community than there's been a leak. You don't want to hear it when it's one of the most highly anticipated movies to be coming out. We're talking about Avengers Endgame. Don't want it. Don't keep it away from me. I'm not going to I'm not going to spoil it anything. Okay. But the film's set to have its Hollywood premiere on Monday, followed by press screenings Tuesday, then a wide release Thursday night, has managed to stay one of Hollywood's best-kept secrets until just a few days ago when footage was leaked popping up online on Monday. After the leak, Endgame directors, the Russo brothers, penned a letter, just like they did during the Avengers Infinity War uh, ramp up. They asked fans not to spoil the movie. They didn't say anything about the leak, but they said, when you see Endgame in the coming weeks, please don't spoil it for others the same way you wouldn't want it spoiled for you. Remember, Thanos still demands your silence. I mean, that's aggressive, <laughs> right? That's terrifying. So, yeah. Don't don't be Googling don't do Avengers Endgame to see those spoilers unless you want to see a spoiler. I do not. No. Nobody should. This is... Um, this is weird. So, you know, Wendy Williams, she's just been dealing with stuff left and right. And she filed for divorce from her husband of 22 years. Maybe... This is a weird thing to bring up on your show. She told viewers this week that she's already getting asked out. Here's her quote. The invitations for social events keep pouring into my phone and stuff. They really do. (laughs) I was minding my own business last night, reading my book. You know I love to read. And all of a sudden, my cell phone rings. Like, Wendy, chill out. You've got your own show. You're going through some things. You don't need to prove to us that people still want to date you. I want to go out still. She could also take a day off. Uh, That wouldn't be bad. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she's working right through this. Yeah, it's a lot. It is a lot for sure. Oh, guys. Did, I, she, did you hear who the call was from? Um, it she, was Charlemagne the God. She said dates have come in from yeah. DJ Boof, really? yeah, that's who a guy. works on her show, yeah. and, and Charlemagne. Charlemagne the God. Isn't Charlemagne married? Uh, Charlemagne's not married. Really? Mm-mm. Really. <laughs> I swear he was married. Well, unless I mean, he's recently divorced. He's Shall we work that out here on the air? Yeah, yeah. let's let's look it up. <laughs> I'm going to call him. I'm almost question, positive Charlemagne <laughs> the God, unless he recently got divorced. I'm, I'm uh, petitioning the state of New York for some re- for some records, some okay. paperwork, and it should be faxed <laughs> right. shortly. Excellent. No problem. Remember Dina Lohan, that uh, man that she was dating for five years that she met on Facebook, but she never met him in real life. Never met face to face, yeah. And I told you Monday, don't worry, you guys, they've broken up. I was very sad about that because it sounded like it was true love to me. Well, don't worry because they're back together. Oh, thank God. Oh, thank God. (laughs) He said, me and Dina got back together. Intense love sometimes gets intense. And then Dina Lohan added, we're great. We found love. 
gushing all over the man, you know, that she's never, never met, met in real life. That then, may or may not exist. It might then, just be a bot. Then he said, she's in my blood and is in my heart. Even when I was mad at her all weekend, I had this equal feeling of love at the same time. That's high praise. I can't stay mad at her. I ne- never loved anyone till I found Dina. Well, that's real sad for real humans that he supposedly <laughs> dated <laughs> to be in love for the first time ever with a woman you've never met. Whoa. That is this really whole thing strange. Is insane. Yeah. It's insane. It is insane. There's and you heard you heard what his uh, his pickup line to her was at the beginning, right? What? Hey, you, sir, are you waiting to receive my limp penis? <laughs> I mean, I'd be in, right? <laughs> yes, absolutely. Also, That's... real quick. What? Oh, update. He's married. What? Which, which to me what? makes which which to me makes for a weird phone call to ask Wendy Williams. Unless out. Charlemagne the God was calling for someone else. Oh. Which is what I kind of assumed it was because, again, I knew he was married because I got the pulse on hip hop. <laughs> oh, the way she well, did it jazz hands established. <laughs> so sad. I'm not sure. That was the was least hip hop thing I could it ever have It was odd. I'll give you that. And and I'll come back and haunt you later as a drop. Yeah. Oh. I've got the pulse. I'm just saying. That sucked. Some birthdays for you guys. Rick Moranis, Eric McCormick, Conan O'Brien, James Wood, David Tennant, America Ferreira, Eli Roth, and Chloe Bennett. Suck you, Kevin. <laughs> That's what's happening. It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. 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 Oh, I was up late counting uh, last night, and the number that I ended up with was over 17 million albums sold and seven Grammy nominations. Ladies and gentlemen, they are back on the Kevin Bean Show on K-Rock. <laughs> Give it up for our friends in garbage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Guys, how, how, how long has it been? A couple years, maybe, since we saw you? Oh, my God. Three years, I, I think. think. Has uh, it really been that long? I think so. I don't know. Okay. But next question. <laughs> We're all too old to ask. Shirley's just question. wants us to move right along. <laughs> yes. I just I just feel like uh we have we probably have missed so much. What have you what have you guys been up to? Well, the new album, of course. Oh wait, what? Oh wait. Oh, <laughs> We're working on guys. a new album. You yeah. are yeah. okay, yeah. wow. on a new album. That was that harsh, was harsh. Kevin. I'm saying I cold want, room. I'm saying I want a new album. Wait to start with a complaint. <laughs> what about what they have done for us, Kevin? Not what they haven't done for I'm us. Wait, I want a new album. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> You're getting one. Okay, good. We're in the middle of making it right now. Okay, good. That you know, I, last night I went into a garbage deep dive because I was so excited you guys were coming on, and I I hope this isn't a uh, I don't mean this in an insulting way. I feel that people I feel. That people slept. <laughs> oh, no, no. Nothing that people Nothing slept on. on Strange Little Birds. I feel like that was a great album that should have been every bit as big a hit as all your other albums. Thank you. Baby. It was so, it's so good, you guys. We think so. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just, I'm very, I guess what I'm saying is I'm very excited about the new music that you're making as well. Now, you've been touring a lot. I know that. We have. And you're doing the Blondie thing this summer? No, we're uh, doing our own. Uh, we did Blondie two summers ago. Blondie, we, okay. Yeah, we played the Hollywood Bowl here in a bunch of uh, places all over North America. That was a really fun tour, by the way. Has Blondie been in here? Because they are so rad. We, we've had so Debbie rad. on the show so. before. And yeah, funny. They're just super really? cool. Uh, we did last fall. We did our twentieth, twenty fifth year of. Uh, 
That's not possible. Version 2.0. 20th. 20th, yeah. yeah. Come on. So it feels we, like 25 to Butch. <laughs> yeah, it feels more, more than that. It feels like more than that. We did all the songs from version 2.0, plus all the B-sides, so that was real fun. And uh, now we're just going out to play some of our own shows and play some festivals this summer, May, May through uh, July. So uh, we're looking forward to it. Including the date May 16th, by the way, at the Shrine <gasps> Auditorium. Tickets are on sale right now. So excited. Started for as low. That's a, a wonderful venue with so much history. Tickets, by the way, as low as 19 bucks at garbage.com. Is that true? Or, are you guys trying to lose Why money? Why so cheap? <laughs> <laughs> You need to jack that price up some. (laughs) 29 bucks, 39. AXS.com is where you want to buy the tickets. You know, it's interesting, Butch, you mentioned the 20th anniversary of version 2.0. I know that you guys kind of went back in and remastered the first two albums on their 20th anniversaries. And I'm wondering what that is like for you. Do you just update it because the technology has improved? Or are there things about the original mixes that, like, bug you after all those years and you kind (laughs) of want to go back and fix You need to tinker some more. Well... Left to my own devices, I'd still be tinkering. Yeah, you'd um, still be working on the first album. If it were up to you. <laughs> you know, I, I've I've never been happy with a mix. Of only happy when it rains. It just drives me crazy. And uh, it's Wait, too seriously? late. Seriously, seriously, yeah. it really it, is too late. What? Yeah, it's too late. It's too um, late. You got to let it go, man. Because we did here, well, short short story. We did a, a rough mix of that that was I thought was perfect. But then we went back and mixed it about ten times, mm-hmm. and it never got as good as the rough mix. And why didn't we just put the rough mix out? I you don't didn't know. still have the rough mix. I think it was only mixed to dad, and we wanted to, ah. we wanted to print it from uh, analog tape or master from analog tape. So would you. would me a guy whose ears aren't particularly sharp? If I listen to my original copy of say the first album and then the twentieth anniversary remaster, would I hear much of a difference? Yeah, I think really. You would. I think the technology better in terms of mastering uh, mm-hmm. and how they translate analog into the digital world is way more improved now than it was uh, twenty years ago. Do you listen to your own stuff on vinyl all day long? <laughs> you can't get enough for yourself. You can't get enough. Uh, <laughs> no, but for reals, is that is that your your chosen format? Yeah, for reals. Yeah, the band. <laughs> We're not uh, buying. I, I, don't, I don't believe anything you're saying. Word. <laughs> she I, breaks into laughter after every sentence. I didn't. Cappuccino kicking I didn't. I didn't have a turntable for many years, and the band gave me a turntable several years ago for my birthday, so I started going back and pulling out my old collection, and uh, it's great. I I love the experience of it. I love it that you got about 20 minutes to to sit with a side of music and, Mm -hmm. and just not... You know, focus your attention on anything else, and uh, Butch of cool. all people, not to have a turntable. What's going on? I know. Well, when I moved out here, I've been out here now for about fourteen years. Um, I kind of purged all my stuff in Madison. I, oh. I left a lot of stuff at Smart, which we then Steve mm-hmm. and I closed the Smart Studios doors, and uh, and that, now I've slowly been reacquiring all the stuff okay. that I purged. All right. <laughs> that doesn't seem like that's how it's supposed to work. I know, yeah. If you were going to have the stuff, you should have just brought it out. I know, yeah. Okay. That's the way it goes. Up. As human beings, we are collectors. Agreed, mm-hmm. yeah. Yes. Uh, and all of us have too much stuff, as I'm finding out as I'm preparing to move, as I just don't know how to get rid of all the stuff I have. I just don't. Uh, Shirley, where do you live mostly? Are you mostly in the U.S. or mostly in Scotland? I'm this is most- awkward. <laughs> I mostly live in the U.S. Currently. Oh, really? That's yeah. a surprise like, Where exactly? What? <laughs> <laughs> that was really creepy. Do you, do you feel that you're missing out on all the Brexit excitement by being in America? Oh, I'm so relieved I'm missing the Brexit nonsense, <laughs> to be honest. All, everyone I know back home is literally pulling their hair out. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's miserable. So you're staying here where no one's pulling their hair out. That's great. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's the best, of, like, yeah, what? 
better the devil you know than the devil you don't. <laughs> Everything's guess, going great here. Uh, yay! <laughs> um, the band uh, Garbage is in studio, by the way. We're talking about, among other things, the Shrine Auditorium show coming up on May 16th. Tickets are on sale right now, AXS.com. I have a, a question that came up in some of the prep I was doing yesterday about The World Is Not Enough, which I don't know is a song that we've ever talked to you guys about. Is that one that you do in the set usually or no? Well, we just did it because, as Butch explained earlier, we did the version 2.0 20th anniversary show, mm-hmm. and we mm-hmm. did we were playing that every night. So, to be honest, we're not going to be playing it this time around because <laughs> we're trying to change things up, you know. Sure, uh, understood. Yeah. I just wanted to know what's it like because I don't know anything about what's what extra is involved when you get picked to do a James Bond theme. I would assume it's very it's very different because you have other people that have to kind of sign off on your work rather than being your own your own gatekeepers. Mm. I mean, how does something like that work? Or do a bunch of people have to kind of approve it before it gets uh, put in the movie? Yes. Oh, that sounds like it sucks. <laughs> it did. Frankly, yeah. And, and do they give you a lot of? Do they give you a, a format or or a formula? A lot of rules that you have to follow to write the song so that it's Bond esque. Well, we didn't actually write that song. That was written by David Arnold and Don Black. And those are James Bond composer guys. Yes. Yeah. 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 And uh, but but we we they allowed us to have our way with it a bit. You know, we we uh, kind of garbageized their version of the song. Mm-hmm. So. I like that being a verb. Yeah. yeah. Garbage yeah. Strong. Garbage Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just came up with that. Nice. Does, it, does it seem like like a tremendous honor, though, when you look at the people who have gone before you as Bond themers and you go, wow, we're part of that, that canon now? Yeah. It was huge. At the time, it was huge. We were so excited. We've kind of like gotten over the excitement now, now that 20 years have passed. But um, it was amazing at the time. And it's also fun to have in our sort of discography. I mean, it's pretty, yeah, it was an honor. Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it's a, a rare artist that gets the opportunity to do it. Yeah. It is indeed. Um, all right, Garbage is here. We have many more uh, questions uh, for y'all. Uh, can we get you anything? Hot towels, mints? We can, uh, do, we can take care of that. Some lovers, please. Tea? Both of those. Anything we can do for you? Okay. We'll hook you up and come back more with Garbage right after this on K-Rock. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. I put up a uh, tweet last night that the band Garbage was going to be in studio with us here on the Kevin and Bean Show. And hundreds of responses and reactions and favorites and everything. I, Which I, we don't I, normally get. No, not on our accounts. Oh, but please. I, I knew that you guys were popular, but I didn't realize how many people consider you their very favorite band. And I bet you hear that a lot. And I bet that hundreds, never gets old. Hundreds. Hundreds. <laughs> they all wrote in. I mean, look, it's one thing to say, yeah, I really like that band. It's another thing to say, you're literally my favorite band. I mean, you probably, you know, because you idolize musicians, too. You have favorite bands, too. It still must be weird for you to hear people say that to you, I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah, it is weird. I mean, the the strange thing is, there's no other band, for better or for worse, like us, you know. And so we obviously have a really devoted following, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Yeah, we've been around a long time, so we've sort of grown up with people and their lives have changed along with our lives and and that creates a really weird, tight sort of bond, I think, for fans, you know? Definitely. Is it weird when they come up and say that to you, though? You know what I mean? Like, I worship you guys and you don't know them? Like, is it a little awkward? It's not awkward. It's always weird. I mean, but it's never awkward. It used to be awkward. I think when we were younger, it felt really bogus, really (laughs) embarrassing. (laughs) Felt bogus. And now, like, no way you would say. Yeah, kind of. I was embarrassed, and now we've been around long enough. I feel at least like, yeah, I get it. You've listened to six of our albums, and and I I get that. You know. Yeah, yeah. People have grown up with you for sure. Yeah. 
Um, Shirley, you said something. Um, maybe it was on Twitter. Maybe it was. An oh interview. God! Uh, and I have to bring it up. <laughs> I, I really do. You're and the know, one that said it. And I know that you. Ha- I know that people hate it when they say something, especially if it's offhanded, and then it becomes a talking point for interviews. But I was so fascinated with your reaction to the fans who love Billie Eilish. Mm. Oh, I saw that too. I was so well, surprised by what you said. Would you? I don't want to put words in your mouth. Okay, Would my you recap are, what your tweet was? Yeah, because this, I feel really strongly about this. I, I mean, by the way, this has nothing to do with the quality of Billie Eilish's music, which I think is great. She's great. You know, that that is a given. She's great, clearly. Very talented. Very talented and, and making a unique sound, you know, with her brother. And it, that's all wonderful. What gives me the heebie-jeebies is how there is this bizarre appetite for younger and younger white girls. It scares me. I don't like it. And, you know, record companies are falling over themselves to sign young girls at the age of 12. I'm sorry. I think that's sick. End of story. So, in other words, even though, even though you know, an artist like Lord or an artist like Billie Eilish might be a teenager and have music ready to go, you think record labels should say, hey, come back when you're 21? I think they should be left alone until they're 18 so that they can explore who they are and what they are so that when they do finally get out into a public situation they're a bit more prepared for it i mean it's intense i mean make no mistake you know look what happened to britney look what happened to michael jackson look what happened to justin bieber mm-hmm. there's something that goes terribly wrong when a young child is given that much social power that is a really interesting point i'm glad you explained that further because all of that wasn't evident in the original comment so you so when she starts putting up stuff on soundcloud which is kind of how she got known you think record companies should have kind of backed off and just let her do her thing and grow up first. Yeah, I do. But, you know, I mean, what I think is irrelevant. That's not, I can't change a system. No, I'm but just you're, saying com- I don't but you're coming from a point of view of somebody who knows because you know how you would have felt with the kind of the level of fame that you achieved. Had you gotten it much, much earlier, it might have been very detrimental to you. I'm sure it would have been. I mean, like I say, let's just see where the stories all end. That's my point. That that scares me a little. And, and it's a whole different ballgame now with social media and everything. It's It's heightened everything. Yeah. I couldn't even imagine being a child with social media. I don't, I don't know what I would do, let alone being a famous child with social media. Yeah. Anna, Anna, yeah, Anna, especially a woman, especially a, a teenage girl. And there's something uncomfortable for me. Now, a lot of people disagree with me, but I'm just saying there's something repulsive about hearing a 40-year-old man sexualize a 16-year-old. That makes me but can I say feel a bit sick. Can I say that that's my favorite album of the year, though? Of course you can. Okay. But just check. I want to make sure that... You sounded gross when you yeah. said it. I don't, go, <laughs> but do you I don't want to go south of Shirley. I am not talking about music Agreed. here. Right. There's Agreed. more at play than just the music. Yeah, people agreed. seem to forget. It's people's lives. You know, and that's what. This is why I asked because I knew I knew that you would have a, a you would be coming from a place of thoughtfulness. This is why I asked you about that. <laughs> I'm not thoughtful. I just have a like fierce opinion. But I will also say that people like Kevin and people like me who are maybe perhaps way out of the demo of who should love Billie Eilish, we both love her, but in no way are sexualizing her. I'm in not no... suggesting everybody is. I'm okay. just saying there is a vast swath of people who do, and yes. I it, and they do it publicly, and it makes me sick. Is so it, there, oh, there you go. I can see that. I'm not going to justify okay? my position. I can see that. Opinion. How much I love Taylor Swift. Is that okay? Because she's almost 30. I feel like you're messing with me. Yeah, of course it's okay. <laughs> but <laughs> no, it's not a laughing it. matter in this, this current climate. Understood. Women, young women need protected. And I will do my very best to do that. Everyone else can do what the hell they want. That I'm just admirable. telling you that's my perspective. And nobody's going to change my 
can mind. Uh, we don't want to, and I'm actually, <laughs> I, I'm actually glad that you put it out there because that is a side of that story that I hadn't thought about. Oh, so no, I, I say surely 2020. <laughs> that was even possible. <laughs> I feel like I've darkened the room. Not no, even a no, little bit. So, uh, You're among friends, and we're just, we're just having a conversation. I know, but I get so fierce about this. I can't help myself. That's, That's what you why should. we love You're you. You're coming yeah. from a position, uh, not only of someone that knows how the industry is, you're coming from a position. It's, nasty it's disgusting. It's disgusting. Yeah, I support so, you, Shirley. We do too. You Let's know, be happy and cheerful. Okay. The three of the three gents in the band yeah. all have daughters. Yes. So we're well aware of everything that Shirley's yeah. talking about. Do you guys know any good puns? <laughs> or, <laughs> do you read poetry? <laughs> <laughs> um, Butch, I know you're, you. You say that you're working on a new album. Do you even have time to do other people's work anymore? I do. I just finished Silver Sun Pickup's new album. Yeah, you no did. kidding. We just, we just played and, that new song a little while ago. And yeah, and and thanks for playing it. It's, I think it's a great record, and uh, they're awesome people. We had uh, so much fun. We did most of the uh, record at Billy's studio. Our engineer has a little studio in Atwater, and they all live in the hood there. Mm-hmm. And we've known them for a long time. But we did a, a record store day release a couple years ago with Brian, where Brian and Shirley did a duet, and. Um, I just felt kind of like a natural thing to work with them, as I said, because we've gotten pretty close to them. But. Do, you, do you think, um, with all of the technology that's available today, what it would have been like when you started, when you were making music, you know, early 90s? Gas. Kids. Kids, Kids can make an album in their bedroom now. Well, yeah. On their yeah. phone. On their phone, they can make an yeah. album now. And we made this record a bit guerrilla style. They're self-financed. You know, it's distributed through a, a major. But, um, you know, like everybody these days trying to keep really tight budgets. Um, so we did a lot of pre-pro at my home studio, which didn't cost anything. And uh, rather than track right away, we started with Brian cutting the guitars. He recorded the acoustic and electric guitars first. And that's different than you've done in Yeah, the a lot of times you go and you record the, the band live and you go for the drums and bass and whatever. But we did it backwards. We cut all the guitars and keyboards. Then we went back later and did the bass and drums. And uh, Why? So, um, really just to be efficient with our use oh, of studio time. So, um, But the band was up for it. And uh, I think the record is great. It's very... Um, it's quite eclectic uh, stylistically. There's a lot of sort of different areas they go into in the songs, and I think it's pro- probably their best record. Of course, oh, I'm great. not prejudiced yeah. at all. <laughs> I feel like if not Butch doesn't... As a, whole, as a whole, I think it's maybe their best record. If Butch doesn't work on your album, what are you even doing in, mis- in music? <laughs> right? Like, every album, it's like, oh, Butch Big worked on this. Of course he did. Do you guys still get a thrill playing live? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I love playing live. Yeah. And the reason I thought to ask that question is because I know how, and Butch, particularly with you, I know how particular you are about the way things sound and nothing can ever be perfect enough. And I just wonder, you give all that away when you get out there and it's live and it's sweaty and it's in the moment. But you were, you're able to kind of turn off the, the, in, the producer engineer side and just the musician side carries you through. Yeah. And, and you hit the nail on the head. A live performance uh, is unpredictable. And I think that's why it's so unique and great and and, and uh, kicks up our adrenaline every night yeah I, if it was perfect it would be really effing boring you know and highly unusual there, <laughs> there, there, yeah, and it would be highly unusual i mean we saw that at weenie roast four years ago oh my Very god Allie, come on <laughs> it was the greatest moment it i've was, ever seen on stage it was amazing shirley fell off stage mid-lyric 
You wouldn't know unless you saw her fall because the song just remained. Everything's fine. She was lifted back up. She kept you, singing the whole time. You wouldn't have known that she fell. It was supernatural. It was amazing. <laughs> what kind of voodoo was, is she practicing? It was a bit superhuman, uh, superhero style. It really it was. was. Until you look at the footage and then I don't look like a superhero at all. I look like an absolute clown falling off a stage. Right, but you kept singing perfectly. I sure did. That's the point. <laughs> Well, you can see garbage at the Shrine Auditorium. No guarantee Shirley will fall off the stage again. But it's going to be a great show on May the 16th. I cannot believe tickets are still available for this, but uh, get on this immediately. Do not sleep on garbage at the Shrine. AXS.com or garbage.com. Tickets are only 19 bucks and up. Guys, let's not make it so long before we come in. Uh, Have you come in again? Uh, Thank you, guys. We love you. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. I don't even think I can afford a Dr. Drew cameo anymore, Jensen. It's going up. I mean, it was 99 bucks, right? Mm-hmm. And then what? 120. And then? 150. What's happening? The stock is rising. Dr. Drew, do you just not want to do those cameo videos anymore, so you're trying to price yourself out of the market? Very insightful, Bean. <laughs> I, I, my, 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 wife is, my wife is the cameo creator and manager she's the one that put me up to it and i and i was like i'm not so sure i should be doing all these things Dr. Drew. i'm increasing the, i'm increasing the price anyway i'm like well all right okay drew what's the f- worst one you've had to do like the most m- meaningless one or dumb or um, dumb yeah I, I i don't know that i can come up i've done like so many now it's ridiculous <laughs> but but I, I actually feel good about the ones that are meaningless the ones that are like bar mitzvahs and birthdays and things that's, that's, that's it, the most fun. It's so crazy for folks who don't know. Cameo is a, is a website where you can go and you can pay low-level celebrities to say whatever you want them to say for a price. <laughs> and, and that's Dr. And, Drew. And, and, well, and if you want to slide whistle, you go to Andy Dick. That's yep. right, Andy yep. Dick. All right, let's uh, turn our attention to something more serious. Uh, Jensen brought me up to speed a little bit off-air yesterday, and I'm going to confess, Dr. Drew, that I knew very little about what's been going on with Miss Britney Spears this year of 2019, but apparently she's in a bad place. Uh, first of all, is this something you've been following as well? I, I have been a bit. More I see it in context of the longer story of her mental illness. If you remember when she was, you know, jumping out of cars and shaving her head and maybe you know, had a substance use issue, we, right. so we really don't know exactly what was happening there. She was severely mentally ill. She had bipolar disorder. Her life was unraveling. She got into the hands of a very fine psychiatrist, and the psychiatrist had the family put her on a conservatorship, and that literally saved her life, literally. Sure. And the fact that she's had no real serious um, bumps or or sort of uh, decompensations since that over 10 years, that's nothing short of miraculous to me. No, I agree. She had a very, it seems like she had a very healthy relationship. She's been doing great with her kids. Obviously, she kept a schedule in Las Vegas where she had her, you know, where she had her residency. She never missed a show. I mean, by all accounts, she looked and sounded and felt great for a long, long time. Yeah, it did appear, I mean, if you go by some of the stories, it did appear she did have one flare up in 2010, but they were able to jump on it immediately, which is great. And now it seems seems like there's a new one. If you are not under conservatorship, what happens when you have these flare-ups is you start thinking, you know better, I don't need to take my medicine, you get paranoid about people around you, and you end up on the street, typically. Yes. Now, and and so the fact that she was under conservatorship was exactly why they could jump right on it, take care of her, get her back to health. And believe me, when people unravel and then are restored back to health and people did not help them, they're pissed. 
So, they, so the people on the street, when you get them back into treatment and sort of to show them what the condition they were in, they're right. like, who the hell let me deteriorate like that? Right. So, wow. the, so let me. So just to bring everyone up to speed as to what happened this week is that someone seems to have leaked out something from within their lawyer. It's a, a verified account from someone who worked at the at the law office saying that basically she doesn't want she wants out of the conservatorship. Uh, and and my thing is is like how based on like Amanda Bynes not being able to get one and a bunch of people who've tried you know parents have tried to get conservatorship how has she been able to have it for so long it seems it's it, like she's been on world tours yeah it's extraordinary it, it, it's extraordinary but it's absolutely a, a model for what people should be doing with conservatorships I mean it shows you how well it can work and how much can be gained from it in terms of people's lives being saved. And what happens when the dad, I mean, because we've heard that the dad is sick, et cetera. What happens when the dad dies? Like, who takes over the well, life that, of a conservator? I think, I, I think that's why things are unraveling. I, th I think she probably sees that coming and doesn't want to have a sort of state-appointed conservatorship. I mean, that's, that's you know, that I think is something that she probably perceives as unpleasant, though so the state appointed conservators can be quite effective and quite professional. Yeah, the now, one the, the one quit issue, the one quit last week, which I his, his last name, which is by far the well, best name for a lawyer ever. Wallet is his last name. Uh, <laughs> he he had quit. But that, but that right, and that's yeah. what makes me wonder: Are they pushing this conservatorship too far? Is mm -hmm. that why? Is there an ethical issue here where they've actually hit the limits of that line between somebody's personal freedoms and their well-being? Because the fact that she's done so well for so long. Great, you know that's fantastic. And if now she wants to try to do it on her own, and somebody won't let her, I'm, I'm kind of uncomfortable with that. So I'm wondering if that's what the attorney was having an issue with. Yeah. So it seems ultimately, like that. a psychiatrist will decide whether she is well enough to not have a conservatorship. No, right? No. 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 Very, the legal system does not listen to mental health much it's at judged. all. It's quite of claiming that they do. Some, oh. some really probably a judge will make this it's determination. Judge, yeah. Really. Wow. Yeah. And, it, and I, I'm telling you, it might cost her her life. Uh, wow. But the fact is, yeah, because these That's are true. dangerous illnesses. These yeah. are dangerous illnesses. But, but I mean, she's done well for 10 years. She wants to try it a while on her own. Maybe there's some contingency plans. I mean, I'm all for that. With it, The horrible thing is what happens to the usual. You asked the question about Amanda Bynes. That's yeah. the really interesting question here is why can't other people get conservatorships for Christ's sake? Yeah. Why, why does Britney Spears get a special dispensation? And I, we should be much more liberal with our use of conservatorships to save the lives of all the people languishing on the street. That's a very good point, and I'm, and I'm glad you brought that up as well. I mean, Brittany is obviously a high-profile example, but there are lots of people who could benefit from having somebody look after their best interests. The Drew, I, the only one I could even think of when I went to do research before this was Casey Kasem, and that was really controversial, too. And that dude couldn't even – he didn't even know where he was. Right, and so isn't it interesting that we have no problem saying, well, a three-year-old can't possibly take care of themselves. The parents are essentially the conservators. Mm -hmm. Well, a demented patient, well, of course, they need a conservator. But somebody whose who's psychiatric illness makes them think, believe, and reject help be so unable to care for themselves they end up on the streets well that's their personal freedom yeah and i that. guess i guess the questionable line comes in the fact that she works a lot and makes a ton of money under under the well that, that yeah well as a very interesting wrinkle right yeah and and that in my experience treating patients who are celebrities or particularly musicians that get out on the road that is always the thing that actually undermines the ability or our ability as medical professionals to complete the care they want to work they like working. Yeah. It's gratifying to them. 
Look at look at Wendy Williams. It's, she went right back to her. Yeah, That's absolutely. what we call the flight to flight to health. But it prevents people from really doing the work they need to do to get well from a mental health standpoint. Great point, as always, Dr. Drew, and we appreciate your time. You can hear more with The Good Doctor on 790 KEBC this afternoon from noon until 3 o'clock. Also, the Dr. Drew podcast available at drdrew.com, including the OG, also the Adam and Drew, the Swole Patrol with Mike Catherwood, and the new Dr. Drew After Dark with Tom Segura. And you can see a doctor in the comfort of your own home with the Heal app. Have a great week, sir. We'll do it again next time. Thanks, guys. Thank you. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. And now, it's time for a moment with Kevin. Do you, do you think, um, with all of the technology that's available today, what it would have been like when you started, when you were making music, you know, early 90s? Kids! <laughs> that was a moment with Kevin. In my head, that question sounded fine. <laughs> do it again. Do it again. Do it again. <laughs> And now, it's time for a moment with Kevin. Do you, do you think, um, with all of the technology that's available today, what it would have been like when you started, when you were making music, you know, early 90s? Kids! <laughs> that was a moment with Kevin. He starts it with, like, do 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 we need yeah. all that? <laughs> that was pretty strong. I can't believe garbage stayed. I really can't. Right? <laughs> If you missed uh, our friends in Garbage, they were here last hour. Definitely check out today's Kevin Bean podcast wherever you get yours. And don't forget, tickets are on sale now to see Garbage in concert at the Shrine. That is a show you absolutely do not want to miss. Tickets start at just 19 bucks. Garbage.com, AXS.com. It's May 16th at the Shrine. All right, Allie is here with our final look at what's happening here on a Thursday. Can a man sit in jail after he violated his probation by having ammunition in his home? Can't he sit in jail and at least not have to worry if his home is being robbed? Right? Like, what, what are we doing as a nation? A man can't even sit in jail without his house being robbed. What is going on? Uh, we don't you know. tell us. Soldier Boy's home in L.A. was burglarized <laughs> while, while he's sitting in jail, you guys. Not good. He's uh, being held in custody until at least the end of the month. Again, he had a probation issue by having ammunition in his home. That's why he's being held there without bail. While he's been sitting in there, a caretaker for his residence reported the burglary to police on Monday night. And when the authorities arrived, they found that the thieves had allegedly made off with over $600,000 in cash and property, including jewelry and a phone. And as if that's not enough, they logged on to his Instagram account and they were bragging about it. And if that's not enough... If that's not enough, they were also reaching out to his famous friends, claiming to be signees of his label. Like, hey, you want to listen to this jam? Check it out. I just did this music. What the heck? Have they moved in? That is bold. Did they get signed? Uh, Not yet. Um, I I guess Soldier Boy's doing a lot better than I thought he was. Yeah, $600,000. Yeah, not bad. And his house is in Agora Hills. Good area. Good area, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Up eight one eight. I did. Right? I did recently off air. We were talking about Soldier Boy, and I said he's having a good year, which you did. Now yeah. is proven. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, by getting robbed. That's how <laughs> yeah. good his year is going. Yeah, they're looking. They're <laughs> really looking for all the superstars. Why do people rob? leave like uh, half a million, a million dollars in their house? I mean, that's, that's where they banks live. Not exist. Yeah, that's also not like the weirdest thing Soldier Boy's ever done. So okay.
I mean, living in Agora Hills. Right. There was a, uh, and I hate this trend. Remember, it happened to Yasiel Puig a couple of times, Mm -hmm. but there was another Major League Baseball player last week. I think maybe the Cardinals, they're on the road. Yeah. He knew he was out of town. Everybody knows. Yeah. I mean, it's really, it's it's becoming really dangerous to be a celebrity and have your schedule be public. Yeah. And who warned everybody years ago about always giving an Uber driver your incorrect address make it be a few houses down because when you leave to go to the airport and you've got luggage guess what they know you're not going to be home for a while and just in the news recently uber turned right around after they drove someone to the airport robbed the person's house it's pretty smart many of us have family members at that house though who can keep an eye on our stuff but you're saying the uber driver would look at you and go oh yeah totally single and living alone I don't right? think that's what she's saying at all. Being she's though. so sad and lonely. I don't think that's the point. I'm saying it was a very smart piece of advice you gave our listeners, Allie, and I thank you for it. Thanks, Bean. Um, <laughs> you guys, I don't, I don't know about this story. It's all so insane, but. Uh, the media had gone after the Palm Beach County State's Attorney's Office and said, hey, we want to see that video of Robert Kraft getting, you know, sexual services at a Florida day spa. And they said, all right, no problem. And it was about to come out, you guys. We were going to see that video until a judge, copy that. a judge temporarily <laughs> blocked the release of the video. Uh, and thank God. Thank God. Right? Who's with me? No one needs to see old man peen right now. I don't care who it is. I don't yeah. think the public is entitled to see evidence like that. H- having said that, by the way, yeah. if it weren't for the human trafficking aspect of this story, I have no problem with that being two consensual adults doing whatever they want. Services for money is fine. It shouldn't even be a crime. It shouldn't be, but it is illegal. Yes, you know it is. That. Currently, yes. Uh, here's the thing. Uh, I... I feel like if Robert Kraft hadn't been so adamant that, uh, uh, not guilty plea, I didn't do it. And then, uh, oh, you but think that there's him a big, video. Yeah. If there's video, it's on video, Robert Kraft. I, I don't mean, know. Can I tell you why it bothers me? Hmm. Because uh, people in his position that did the same crime that don't have the money mm-hmm. won't have an attorney to fight to keep the video Absolutely. out. Like It's just not the same, not the same playing field for him. Right. So I, I want him to have the, the same, you know... Uh, embarrassment that anyone would have if they didn't have the dough and resources to... <laughs> what are you doing? Oh, can what I not say that? You can you say that word. Oh you were fine with peen, oh all right? God. Can we go back to peen? Oh, my God, Allie. <laughs> Unbelievable. I hope delay worked. Wow. Otherwise, the kids just got a lesson. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Casey's just in that room shaking her head. She's shivering. <laughs> right? She's thinking about it, too. I'd love to get a copy of that. Okay. Stop making my sons horny. That's what I'm saying. You guys. That's not excellent, my dudes. Are she we- went from <laughs> to oh to <laughs> <laughs> You want me to pee on you? I've never felt my boner go away so quickly. What if I lick my dog's butt? (laughs) Great question, Jensen. Good question, Bean. Let's definitely work it out on the air. What's happening? (laughs) Wait, was that live or was that on (laughs) you? 
Well, it's your voice, so you tell us. Well, that was Allie's voice. That was, yeah. Oh, okay. that was me. Oh, that was... And it wasn't live. That was... <laughs> <laughs> Play it again. Come on. And now it's time for a moment with Kevin. Do you, do you think, um, with all of the technology that's available today, what it would have been like when you started, when you were making music, you know, early 90s? Kids! <laughs> that was a moment with Kevin. Kevin, God damn it! Did you think that Allie's voice was my voice? No, I, I, oh it must have been played just before Allie's. Okay. That was Jensen's it's voice. It's tough to... Okay. Okay. Kevin, you're such a disease. I don't pay attention. I can't tell what's live and what's tape anymore. I just right? Can't. Kevin doesn't listen to I haven't been on the show for a year. Did you guys know that? <laughs> <laughs> it's all tape. It's all drops. <laughs> <laughs> fantastic. You should do an episode of just you as drops. Oh, interesting. Like, pre-tape, do the whole thing, and then we can only depend on you for what is in your machine. Right. I got you. He's got that, enough that, for a week of that. that. That might be fun. No, he's saying I record myself yes. saying things, and oh, those are the only reactions I'm allowed to have to whatever story. <laughs> so, Allie will be talking about Jeopardy, and I'll be like, those sound like delicious muffins, because that's all I've got to hit. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Let's do that tomorrow. Let's do it tomorrow. <laughs> well, maybe not tomorrow. But, Let's you know. stay on later today. No, he has to. He, he basically has to now build a library. Yeah, yeah. I need to record yeah. like like a hundred different sound bites, right? Okay, that'll take you five minutes. Okay, well, maybe we'll do that in the future. That'll be something to something to put on the calendar before I leave. Friday's yeah. the future. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Good I, job, I, I Kevin. Got a, I, got a, I got a sick puppy to take care of today. I don't have time for that. Oh, that really yeah, down the playing room. the sick puppy card. Right. I am. That's what he calls his. <laughs> well, yeah, why don't you say don't it say again? It. Don't say it. <laughs> no, thank you, Mister Pecker. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's wrap it up. <laughs> Happy birthday to Eric McCormack, Rick Moranis, James Woods, David Tennis, <laughs> no, Conan no, O'Brien, no sir, no sir, America Ferrera, Eli Roth. Chloe Bennett and Edgar Wright, you guys. He's kind of dope. He totally <laughs> is. Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, The World's End, Baby Driver, Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Dude's just amazing. Agreed. <laughs> That's what's happening. No Conan O'Brien? I already said... did it. Oh, all right. I wish she slipped it in. She doesn't give us time. <laughs> and what about Conan O'Brien? He's a bad All right, back to you, Kevin. That guy. What would what, what you need him for? On your drive home today, listen to the commercial-free 5 p.m. hour, random act of helpfulness from the SoCal helpful Honda dealers tomorrow morning. And all-new Kevin and Bean show, Nico Hurtado will be on the program with us. He's the guy that's going to be doing the tattoo on Bean. <gasps> By the way, Bean just told us off the air. Yeah. That he's reconsidering, although he's going to go through with it, that he... Mm -hmm. He just thought of something that he had never thought of before that might be a huge negative. Really? Yes, I was 100% in on getting my tattoo. I still plan on getting it on Monday, and that's why we're talking to Nico tomorrow. But I thought of a reason why I shouldn't. Like the and, queen starts and, throwing around the N-word or something? It <laughs> doesn't seem likely, that, but... That means he'd get a second one. <laughs> she, she stayed pretty clean for 92 years. Yep. I, think she, I think she's good, but there is a reason we'll discuss tomorrow. Oh, okay. Uh, you, you suit a family member on yeah, tomorrow's I Kevin Levine show. I love this. Uh, keep it 100 because it's Friday, and we've got your April Foolishness tickets as well. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Calling all pop culture enthusiasts. Are you obsessed with all things celebrity? Do you live for the drama, the laughs, and the unexpected moments that unfold on social media? 
then you're going to want to tune into the Comments by Celebs podcast. Join us three times a week as we deep dive into every aspect of pop culture. Whether it's dissecting the latest trends or just chatting about your favorite celebs, Comments by Celebs has you covered. We have new episodes out every week. Follow and listen to Comments by Celebs on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.